GrowCFO is where finance leaders grow together. Join thousands of like-minded professionals using GrowCFO to access the combined knowledge and experience of the finance leader community. You can join us today at growcfo.net. Hello and welcome to the GrowCFO show. I'm your host, Kevin Appleby, and today I've got Chris Treadwell with me. Now, Chris is our partner in all things finance technology and hosts the subgroup inside GrowCFO Future of Finance Functions. Welcome back to the show, Chris. It's nice to be back. Thanks for having me again. So, Chris, Future of Finance Functions, that's been going right since we started GrowCFO. What, what's it all about? Yeah, so it's coming up two years now, isn't it? And um, certainly when we embarked on this, we didn't really maybe give it enough credit as to how broad a subject it is and how much content there could potentially be within this area. Uh, but I think when we focus and whittle it down somewhat, um, it's all about understanding you know, the, the general narrative around the industry, that it's an evolving industry that's moving away from transactional um, work to more analytical work Um, and I think all finance leaders are consciously aware of that Um, and what brings with that is a challenge because the work doesn't go away Um, it still has to be done but ultimately um, if you want to have more time to be able to do that analytical side of the role you need to free up some hours and therefore the logical uh, part if you can't just bring in tons of more people is to start to automate things and use technology to support things Um, and so I guess the future of the finance function encompasses all of that uh, and not just the technology side but um, comes with it those those other pillars of change that is um, processes as well as the people um, and so we try to cover off all of those areas um, and certainly that comes through a combination of some articles that are published with inside the community as well as a Tuesday session that we run um, live session Uh, that we've now run for a couple of years um, and we record those sessions that are then available for people who were unable to attend on the day to watch back on demand Um, and those are then summarized as well so that people can take that away as learnings if they're about to embark on a particular project that that topic is an area that they feel uh, there may be um, not skilled in enough uh, and they want some some tools to help them through that period of change uh, and certainly uh, we're we're endeavoring to do that for them and there's a lot of great content in on there and a whole range of different topics yeah as you're well known so, yeah so every tuesday we go live on zoom for an hour with a particular topic in mind it's something to do with moving your finance function forward whether it's systems, whether it's chain, whether it's processes, whether it's people. Sometimes it's Chris is leading it, sometimes it's me leading it, and sometimes we've got a guest from a third-party company just because what they do looks really interesting. Our members have expressed an interest. And that Tuesday lunchtime event is a public event. Anybody can come along to the GrowCFO website, sign up to attend the, the Tuesday lunchtime session, and can attend. And of course, we, we record the sessions. So there's a huge back catalogue of things that we've covered so far. Um, but back catalogue is only available to premium members. So you've got to be a premium member of GrowCFO to get back to the recordings of the things we've covered in the past. So I suppose, Chris, just to illustrate the sort of things we've done up to now, 
what, what's in that back catalogue? Oh, wow. It covers an awful lot. Um, as you mentioned, you've done uh, a variety of sessions around pro processes, change management, uh, which is obviously a big part of your skill set. Uh, so we've run and continue to run a series uh, around change management. Um, we had Andrew Waters that did a series uh, around people uh, and how to recruit the right people and train the right people um, for you know, the changing role within your teams and what that new role looks like. We've done things as, as um, you know, flavor sessions on things like cryptocurrency and open banking. Uh, we've done a lot of stuff around automation, reporting, um, you know, the list goes on. Uh, there's an awful lot of stuff as well as uh, some tools around uh, how, how to actually start a change management project. We've invited members of the community on to talk about the um, learnings that they took away from having gone through those processes the do's and don'ts if you will and those are really interesting takeaway sessions so absolutely and this this is one of the great things it's not just a presentation on tuesday lunchtime it turns into a discussion it turns into an experience sharing session and that can be can be really interesting and really thought-provoking yeah that's right. And we often find it's it's rare that a finance leader has been through too many um, full change projects. They may have been involved um, in them in previous businesses, but whether they've led that change, um, it's rare. And so whilst they'll have experience across some of it, uh, they may well have people in their team that can fill some of those gaps. They maybe have people outside of their team, but within the business that can support them on these projects. There's still a lot of unknowns, a lot of areas of intrepidation, um, that you know, getting a bit of confidence that there's people within the community who've been there and done it, got the war scars to, to prove it uh, and can guide them a little bit um, through these steps. And that actually at the end of it all, it solved the problem or it put them into a better position than they were before. Because I think that's one of the big takeaways that I took uh, from, from the last couple of years is the fear that actually going through this change won't change anything. Uh, we'll go through a big project and a lot of heartache and there won't be any value at the end of it. Um, you know, obviously a bad change project can end up that way, but yeah. at the same time, there's enough success stories out there too. So um, hopefully the community combined can both build that um, confidence as well as guide them to that end result. Um, yeah, I, I remember, Chris, we built, back when I was in PwC, we built a benefits realisation methodology for, really, it was for ERP projects. And it was based on a frightening piece of Gartner research at the time that looked at the number of big finance systems projects that companies had undertaken and the number of those that had actually turned out to realise the benefits that they claimed when they were putting the investment case together in the first place, which was a frighteningly small number. So we, we put a methodology together deliberately to try and help clients remember why they made the change in the first place. And there's a, there's a saying, when, you, when you're up to your arse in alligators, it's difficult to remember the initial objective was to drain the swamp. And that's so true when it comes to change in the finance function. Now, you decide you're going to put in this fantastic new WYSI uh, finance system or something that feeds the finance system. 
great you've worked out why you're going to do it but you know, you're there at five to midnight on the in the weeks before the thing goes live trying to iron out the bugs the problems the whatevers and all your focus is just to get the darn thing working and doing what it's supposed to be doing instead of thinking about making the process changes and so on that would realize the benefits so the the focus of attention says oh we've got to get this thing in and once you get it in you take this great big deep breath and say oh we finally did that we can relax now and again you don't do the necessary work to put the the real changes in place that are going to realize the benefits mm. so, yeah but anyway we digress chris um i suppose back in the first piece we, when we worked out what we we're going to do with this tuesday sessions we talked to the community didn't we, and said what do you guys want to cover and we got quite a long list back at the beginning then we supplemented it with the finance system survey which told us an awful lot more about systems they were using the problems that they had and so on but you've come up with for 2022 a new list of things that we need to cover so What's informing this new list, Chris? Why are the why are the lists we've got for this year the things we need to cover? Yeah, I think I think you're right, Kevin. I think um, you know when we started all of this off, it was more how can we support you? What areas don't you know about? And and of course, there were several topics that jumped out straight away, um, and we've we've um, addressed all of those uh, in many shapes and forms. Uh, and as you say, the, the survey was really insightful as well. But this year, wanted to build a little bit more structure to the year, um, have a little bit of a rather than a scattergun approach, um, a little bit more uh, of a flow through the year. Um, so we've to, to sort of, I guess, create a bit of a backbone to the sessions for the year. We've we put together 10 themes that take you on a journey and, and they'll be then complemented around those sessions because those those 10 themes will be sat on um, once a month uh, and they'll be complemented by those change management sessions that, that you yourself run and, and are already in the events calendar. And then, of course, ones that have been very popular that, that we've done over the last couple of years is bringing in specialists and you know, specialist technology, things that people have seen and have questions about. How does it work? How does it add value? Um, or people who can talk on a particular subject, such as month end um, uh, and trying to automate that or, or you know, integration or, or reporting, all of these sort of big topics that people want to learn more about and how they can, um, you know, make their department more efficient uh, and what the new bits of technology out there are to support them or the new ways of, of working that utopia experience um, so they're aware of what's there um, as they can grow towards it um, so certainly I could read them out now the 10 themes that we've settled on for the 10 subjects yeah, that so we'll go Chris, through we're, we're looking the at your 10 themes so they're going to run on the Second Tuesday of each month, where my business mostly change, it's going to be this. Yeah, my business change series continues to run the last Tuesday of every month, and we're That's going right. to intersperse that as and when with other things that people are asking about, find interesting, interesting uh, providers that come along to talk to us about their wares, and we think is worth introducing to the community may happen on the Tuesdays outside of those two fixed dates. That's sounding fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. So what are the and, 10 and themes then, Chris, for this, 
Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it will sort of take the, the community through a logical um, journey through the 10 themes. Um, the first one, starting at the beginning, is um, is now the right time to change, giving people the, um, the tools to sort of review where they're at, um, whether or not they should be actually embarking on a change management project. Um, the next one is discussing why strong foundations are so key to a department's success. Then we're gonna go on to one that has been um, a misunderstanding for two years, despite having run some sessions on it, but we're gonna address it again in, in terms of what is true cloud accounting? What does true cloud actually mean, opposed to available in the cloud, uh, and why that is important to distinguish the difference. Um, we're then going to, in session four, look at um, ensuring that you're able to scale alongside your growth ambitions so that you're you know, making sure that not only your technology, but your people and your processes are all able to scale uh, as you grow. And that, that's um, an interesting one, Chris, because in the background at the moment, Dan and I are doing a piece of research about, well, how big should your finance function be? Uh, scale, when you've got a business that's scaling quickly, you start off with a finance team, the business gets bigger, the business gets bigger, but does the budget for your finance team get any bigger? What's, what's the point at which you should be asking for more money, bringing more people on board and so on? So looking at um, how you scale from the, the systems point of view, from the process point of view, is going to be interesting in that session. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the intention is to try and bring some people who have been there and done it. Um, yeah. to share their share their experiences, which will be really insightful and I think valuable to, to those who tune into that one. Then session five, which will be July, I think, automation. We're going to take a look at automation, big topic, lots there to, to absorb, um, but, but we're going to look at some of the uh, key areas there and, and how that can impact teams. Um, session six in August, um, integration and the value of integration uh, and the opportunity options available to people to adopt um, integration. Chris, what's, what's the difference there between automation and integration? Well, I, I guess integration does deliver some automation, <laughs> for sure. Um, uh, but I think the integration element is more a, a taking it as a look at how can you go about it? Where's the value in doing the full integration? What pieces of software do you integrate with? Is it just inside your team or the wider business, et cetera, rather than what does that specific automation add value to your team? Um, because products can automate a process, but still not be integrated with any other piece of technology within your business. Um, yeah. It can add greater automation by being integrated um, but I guess we will uh, address those two topics later on this year uh, hopefully Indeed. provide yes. a bit more clarity um, then is session seven uh, September time um, we'll be looking at what you should expect from reporting um, you know we've certainly gone and looked at reporting in the past but it's again a really valuable topic and as people move into those more analytical roles reporting is going to become increasingly important um, and and looking at the options available to people there so they can spend their time actually analyzing the data rather than spending all month pulling the data together uh, and starting again uh, on the first of the following month um, the eighth session we're going to look at the month end close uh, that'll be in October 
again huge area from the surveys that we've done we've had people who have suggested that it's taken them an entire month to do the month end close and then they go again the next week um whereas other people suggest it takes them a day so for people who say it takes them the whole month um don't believe that they can do it in the day well some people can so let's look at ways in trying to reduce that uh and um we'll, we'll take a look at that and that's yeah so much value in make, making that close as fast as possible and if it's taking you best part of a month to close the books and get the reports out then you know they're reporting ancient history you're, you're effectively driving your, your your car through the rearview mirror and not looking forward through the dashboard the, the, the windscreen um so yeah that's going to be a very interesting one chris and that's when we talk that's when we talk about from the reporting aspect you know don't just report on what's happened yesterday you know boards and 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 the c-suite are increasingly asking for insight for your your ideas about what could happen in the in the months ahead um how can you have time to do that yeah, that September session on reporting has to be talking as much about KPIs and looking at how do you report a mixture of leading and lagging indicators, financial and non-financial, that paint a really good picture of the business, as mm. opposed to just the historical numbers. Absolutely. And then the last two sessions are coming into November. I can't believe we're thinking about the end of the year already, but we are. Um, Session nine will be around the do's and don'ts, making sure you get it right, including a sort of procurement checklist, if you will. Um, learning, taking some of the learnings from other members as to what they have uh, experienced going through this process, things to avoid, things to make sure you do uh, when you're about to embark on, on a big project. And the final one is, is actually how to go about reviewing the market. Um, reviewing what's out there, what software is available, um, you know, which is the right one to go for rather than uh, veering straight to the big brand because it's the one you've always known. Um, uh, there's a lot of innovations out there that are a fraction of the price and, and um, a lot more innovative um, yeah. that can add value to your, um, your business. So um, how do you go about identifying where they are um, and how do you go about actually interacting with them and asking them the right questions and, and, um, you know, the biggest bugbearer from my life as a supplier is um, that I'll be addressing is, you know, don't just give a big tick list of things that you need the system to do today uh, to fix your problems that have been sat there for five, 10 years. Uh, that, that's important. You need to fit, make sure those are fixed. But to, if that's all you do tomorrow, your system's going to be out of date again. You're going to start building more problems that the system doesn't do until you go through the project again, you know, looking at ways in which you can identify a, a partner rather than just a supplier who will take you on a journey of innovation and continually adding yeah. value to your team because as we know you know essentially improving the efficiency of your department is never over you're just That's looking right. at the biggest problems fixing them and then moving on to the next biggest problem and keep going and and new problems are coming up all the time so you know always being on your feet always being agile enough to be able to adapt your team to the challenges that you're faced with um and, and taking little bite-sized chunks or continuously to continually improve your department and continue taking steps forward rather than thinking one day it'll all be done and you can sit back and admire the view um, sadly, that's never going to happen. And I, I guess in the last last one, Chris, we're we're looking not just to review the 
finance systems market that we tend to know a little bit more about that than perhaps some of the other things we end up buying. And where you really need, need skills in working out what you want is maybe if you're looking at a solution for reporting, if you're looking for a solution for planning and budgeting. That's where there's a lot of choice. There are a lot of different sized systems. Um, some are better at integrating with certain finance systems than others. Um, and it's one of those places that you, know, you don't implement them very often. And there's not very much of expertise around the community. And you tend to get your ear bitten by a, a salesman who wants to tell you all about his product or her product mm. and why it's the best. So actually stepping back and, and helping people how to review the software market, I, I think could be very, very useful, Chris. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. And having those, those base skills about the questions to ask and, and um, the type of business that you want to be partnering with essentially is, is really important um, because you're going to be stuck with them for a little while. Yeah. Um, uh, so you want to make sure you've got a good relationship. Um, but anyway, we'll delve into that um, near on a year, in a year's time yeah. over in yeah. December. Um, yeah. So by the time this podcast is live, all of those events will be set up in the Grow CFO events calendar. So you can pop on the Grow CFO website, click on events, click on public events, and you should be able to see all of those alongside the continuing series that I've been doing for Future Finance Functions on change management. And what we've That's been That's right, we're doing, about halfway through that, aren't we? We're halfway through. We've, we've actually been looking at um, Cotter's book, Leading Change, as a good template for those things that you're doing, leading a change project. And we've been taking Cotter and, and applying it specifically to the finance leader leading change within finance. Okay. Recognize that the change can happen in lots and lots of different situations, but we're, we're now making it very specific into you are going to change something in your finance function. You're either changing the shape of your team, the systems that you operate, or the processes you use, or very likely it's a combination of all three. And we're going through each of the elements of, of leading a big project. And up to now, we've done the four fairly basic sessions of looking at why change doesn't work, particularly looking at why you need to have a burning platform before you make a change work. So how do you, if the burn, burning platform is not obvious, how do you create that real, real need to change and convince everybody you've got to change? We've looked at how do you recruit and put in place the change team, the, the project team that's going to help you with your, your new finance system, how to, how to choose the people that are on it, how to get them working together. We've looked at how you put together a strategic vision for the change. And we looked in the last session, the January session, we looked at communicating that change to the community. We called it building a volunteer army, but effectively getting everybody in the community on, on your side to progress the change. 
So we're going to go on now, having looked at setting the vision up, looked at communicating it, we're now going to go on and look at actually implementing the change. So the, the February session that's coming up in literally, I think, when, when's this one going out, Chris? I think it's going to be in about a week's time after we publish this. It could be a week, yeah. Um, that session is going to be all about getting a hold of the low-hanging fruit, looking at the short-term wins. How, how can you get some momentum started on your change project? Um, it's going to be all about turning it from something you're talking to people about into something that you can actually show you're making a difference, you're doing stuff. And we're going to go on to look at how do you carry that forward into bigger changes and making sure they happen. How do you keep the momentum going? And how do you embed the change? Because every time you change something, people's natural reaction is to want to go back to the way it worked before. And I find change a fascinating topic, Chris. So the, the remaining four sessions, I think you're going to cover an awful lot of good stuff. It's, it's such an important thing to learn about. Um, and I think the community have really enjoyed the sessions. They've been really um really relevant really I, I think what i like most about them is it's all logical stuff the, you know when when you're talking through those um those topics and those stages and and you know there's nothing that you can't begin to understand why you would ever do that it's all logical things but to have that systematic approach uh, to yeah. build confidence that you're you're going through a tried and tested methodology um you know we've just talked about trying to make sure that you actually deliver a successful project you know actually making sure you've got a methodology to follow through that um is really invaluable so um i, I know it's been well received so far and um you know as we do with all of these sessions they're, they're all recorded so members can go back and, and watch them in their spare time and and sort of if they've missed them to this point and go back and uh, watch them on demand. Absolutely. So, yeah, if you want to go in and have a look at the, it's, it's becoming a pretty big back catalogue now, Chris. There must be yeah. 40, 50 sessions in that catalogue now. Oh, most yeah. of which, there's, there's we've, of stuff, well, stuff. for all of them, we've got the notes. For most of them, we've got the video recordings. And yeah. There's yeah, available but, downloads in some of them as well. Um, yeah even further content so yeah absolutely there's a lot of stuff there yeah and i think you know ultimately that that leans you know with this, the, these 10 themes that we've just been discussing we'll of course be recording them and summarizing them um i think the intention is all to also to combine them all towards the end of the year and actually have a a, a sort of a document that encompasses all of those stages um that that members can have as a as a tool when they're going through this so that'll be useful and one other thing i um I, I remember to to mention as well is the intention is in the in the week leading up to each theme is that we will um post a, a, a topic within the forum section of grow cfo for those people listening in who've not come across the the forum area of the website yet it's an area where people can ask questions and speak to the rest of the community so i think it's our intention to post that we're about to um do this session that following week and who's got thoughts ideas experience uh, questions that they want answered during the session and try to make it a lot more interactive 
um, yeah. uh, give people the opportunity in advance to ask questions that can be addressed or or to share their experience on that particular topic because there's so much experience amongst the community uh, and I know most are more than happy to um, part their their experience um, on, onto the rest of the group. So I think probably just a word of explanation to folk that might be hearing this podcast and going to Grow CFL for the first time just to explain how it all works. See, we've got this, this podcast. This is one of the biggest public faces of Grow CFL. We're on all of the podcast platforms and you can listen to this. Uh, we do a lot of other things besides that. Um, from time to time, there are free webinars. We've just gone through a, a series, three sets of three um, finance leader challenges, which have been webinars open to anybody to come along publicly and take part in, in the challenges. Um, but then an awful lot of Grow CFO, you need to be a member. So two levels of membership, and it's free membership or premium membership. Now, free membership gets you into the forums that Chris has just been talking about, gets you into the ability to network with the rest of the community, ask questions and so on. And just as a matter of principle, we are never ever going to charge finance leaders money to network with other finance leaders. We wanna make that simple. And once you're in Grow CFO, there's another free event you can come along to every every other week um every friday i run what we call the situation room and the situation room is literally we turn up friday lunchtime uk time in a zoom chat room and we talk quite often we might have a subject it might be something that's been talked about a fair bit in the forums that week it may be a burning issue that's coming up in the news or it may be based on questions that people are coming into the situation room with. But you know, we come along there every other Friday and we have a chat. So those are the two big things you can do as a free member of Grow CFO. Um, we've got a couple of free training courses as well, but most of the Grow CFO training library is available if you're a premium member. So premium members can attend some of our premium member only events. All of the events that we record, you can get access to the back catalog as a premium member and you can get into the training library. And there's the Grow CFO competency framework. You can take the competency framework and assess your competencies as a, without joining the community. Once you join the community, become a premium member behind every one of those competencies there's a training program. So now every skill that you need as a CFO, we've got some material that can help you. And it's an ever-increasing catalogue. We're not sitting still. We're not courses that we just build once and stay there. We're constantly building courses. And as well, if, you, if you're a premium member, there's a future CFO program. And if you're looking for a CFO role for your first time in the next... 12 to 24 months, then Future CFO program really helps you get the, the skills and the soft skills to get that first CFO role, which can be a challenge for a lot of people. So um, that's how Grow CFO works. So we say Future Finance Functions is second Tuesday and last Tuesday of every month and occasionally on the 
other Tuesdays as well as topics come along that we want to organise extra sessions for. You can find all of these sessions just by going along to the website growcfo.net and just clicking on public events. Um, yeah. Is there anything we haven't covered today, Chris? Not, not anything I can think of, Kevin. I'm sure there's lots and we'll think yeah. about them later. But uh, No doubt so. we will. Chris, that has been a fantastic canter through what we're going to do in future finance functions mm. this year. Thank you for being the guest today on the Growth CFO Show. You're welcome. Hopefully uh, some of the listeners will join us in some of these sessions and um, it'll be interesting yeah, to meet them and hear their thoughts. Looking forward to seeing a lot of new faces coming up as well as the, our regulars. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the biggest takeaway I've had from the last couple of years is uh, a lot of forums and communities can be very stale and very quiet in terms of the um, the community atmosphere. But everybody that I come across so uh, open and uh, willing to learn, but also willing to and happy to share their experiences and, and help one another out. Um, it's uh, uh great in that regard so uh, you'll certainly feel welcome if you haven't joined before and you want to join one of these sessions brilliant yeah looking forward to to meeting lots of new faces as i say and as chris says we are a, a friendly bunch of people and the main reason for grow cfo is ex existing is it's full of people who want to give something back once again chris thank you for joining me on the grow cfo show this week see you soon awesome.